Welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. My name is Adam, the unknowing host, uh, the hostess with the leastest. And my name is Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate, the man. He's the hostess with the mostest. So you got the the host, the host with the with the least, and the host with the most. Yes, right that's, here. So, I'm the mostest. You're the leastest. There we go. So what we're gonna do today, guys, is um, we really wanted to dip into. Uh, hope hopefully you guys listen to this short to uh, to evict or not to evict. Uh, we want to go into this. To evict. To evict. Yeah, did say it with some feeling and some pausing in there for the more of an effect. To evict or not to evict. Yeah, more of a pause, though. To evict or not to evict. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. There we go. So where we're at, ladies and gentlemen, is... We yes. know that you probably heard us uh, on Google Play, on iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hopefully, you jumped over to the website now here at dhrea.com, and you want to hear the full version. And this is where we're at, um, Alex. We kind of we kind of grazed the surface with this, um, whether or not we're booting people, whether or not we're working with people, whether or not we're keeping people. You know, as far as uh, tenants go. Yes. Um, so let's talk about it, Alex. I mean, you you are, you're the man. You, the Killers wrote a song about you right now. It's a very popular song. Uh, you are the man. So when do we evict? When do we not evict? Um, that seems to be the question. Okay, so when do we evict or when do we not evict? That's what you're asking me? That is what I'm asking. That's the question? That is the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's it. We're done. We're done. That was I, have, it. No, I have no idea. That's simple. See you guys later. I haven't a clue. Have a good one. <laughs> you know, it's it's so much depends on many, many different factors. Okay, so we'll talk about a few of them. You wouldn't think that your financial situation would have anything to do with whether you evict somebody or not, would you? Not really. You would no. think, well, what the hell does that have to do with it? I'm just going to evict them because they don't pay their rent. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. We, we talked about this in the short version. We'll go into more detail. It's it's This is the East Coast, so let's say it's November 15th. It's going to get cold. It's getting cold. It might even be snow on the ground. And and your apartment or house may need completely rehabbed in order to get a new tenant in there. Okay, so let's just pretend the rehab is going to be carpet, paint, maybe uh, some work in the bathroom, a little bit of work in the kitchen, new appliances, $10,000. Let's say that's $10,000 you're going to have to spend right now to get a tenant. So, you don't have that $10,000, nor do you have a means to get that $10,000 right now. Okay, so what I'm suggesting is work with that tenant. So, you're behind a month. Say, okay, here's what we're going to do, Mr. and Mrs. Tenant. We're going to, we're going to set up a payment plan with you. Let's do this. What, what can you work with? Okay, first of all, let me digress and say... I don't believe anything a tenant says ever. <laughs> I hate to be like it's just it's it's just the way this business makes you as a landlord. After 25 years, you've been lied to by literally clergymen, doctors, pastors of churches, little old ladies, single moms, men, women, children. Doesn't matter. You I've been lied to so many times, straight to my face that I believe zero what you tell me, and I believe 100% of what you show me. Mm-hmm. And that's paying your rent and sticking to a payment plan, keeping your word. And if you guys haven't checked it out yet, we actually did a short on tenant excuses too. So yes. go back and check that out. Oh yeah, that's right, we did, okay. So depending on your finances, it might be 
very prudent to work something out with that tenant. So let's call Mr. Tenant and say, hey, look, I know you're behind. You, your car broke down. I get it. Okay, so let's work out a payment plan. I'm, I'm still going to take you to court. Now, this is one way to do it. I'm going to take you to court. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the eviction process. I'm not going to file for possession. Okay, I'm going to win a judgment against you. I'm going to win that $1,000 you owe me. I'm going to let you stay in the property as long as you stick to our payment plan. And most half the time they're like, yeah, that's cool. I don't really want to move. Okay, great. So you, you can win at the eviction level. Let's say the, the November 15th you file and December 15th you have the hearing. Actually, if you file on November 15th in this area, your hearing's probably going to be by the end of the month. You're going to win at the hearing because it's, it's real obvious they didn't pay their rent. And by the 10th of the following month, which is December, you'll get a judgment. Now, you have so many days or months to file for possession. Possession is, okay, I'm literally going to go over there and change the locks and kick you out if you're still there. Like a constable's going to come and physically remove you from the premises. Right. Okay. Why are we doing this? Because you, the landlord, don't have $10,000 to spend to fix the unit up. Maybe the tenant will stick to their payment plan. Okay, so if their rent is seven hundred a month and they owe a thousand dollars, hey, guess what? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sign. Um, we're gonna sign this agreement where you pay us fifty dollars a month in addition to what your rent is. For the and as soon as you miss a payment of that fifty dollars, I'm gonna file for possession. Okay, how does that benefit you? It eliminates you having to go and rehab that apartment. One, two. It eliminates you having a vacant apartment or house in the dead of winter where you're paying gas, electric, water, sewage versus not at least they're covering the utilities. Not to mention other problems that can, that can arise in the middle of the winter. Yeah, time. you can have frozen pipes. You can have vandalism because the property is vacant if it's in a bad area. You get it all the time. You know, people uh, run in and steal copper just for 30 bucks so they can get their next crack fix. It happens. Squatters are just looking for heat. Yes. You know. So in that, in this case, based on your financial situation and the time of year, it's best to work with that tenant. Now let's flip-flop that and let's go into it's May 5th and they haven't paid the rent for April. So it's May 5th. You're like, okay, that's enough. So yeah. would you say it's Cinco de Mayo? Yes. <laughs> so I had to. That, that's uh, that's beautiful. Wow. That's I don't know where to go with that. Well, that's, that was well that's, played. Yeah. So if they're all, when they're all boozing on Cinco let's, de Mayo, yeah, let's, let's, we let's, know that we can, let's we go can back. get rid of them. Yeah. That, we're going we're gonna to say it's April 28th. Is, you do you have anything funny to say about Not that? Not about day? April 28th. Okay. It's April 28th. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo is just around the corner, though. So you'll have to look forward to. So April 28th, they haven't called you, they haven't set up any payment plan, nothing. Even if you don't have the $10,000, yes, you can still work out a payment plan with them and do the eviction thing, but not file for possession, right? And again, all of what I'm saying here is we could have another session about evictions and the details of the evictions and the how to do it, how not to do it, when to file for possession, when not to, blah, blah, blah. I'd want to have a really good eviction attorney in here with us, and we will do one of those. Good. And we'll go through the eviction process because there's the legal way, and then there's how things actually work in the practical world. Right. Way. Okay. 
So you, if you don't want to work out something with this tenant, then don't. Get them out of there. It's the dead of uh, summer coming up. You don't worry about utilities and so on and so forth. Yeah, you still have to worry about squatters and people breaking in. But get rid of them and maybe it's just going to sit there vacant until you come up with the $10,000 to rehab the, the property. Or you can get a loan to rehab the property. That's one way to look at it. The other way is work out a payment plan just like it was in the winter. See if they stick to it. Maybe they will. Another way that you can make this advantageous to you is if you know this tenant and you do think they're going to come through. We have a lot of tenants like that. They just come around hard times. But coming around hard times and letting the tenant get behind too far are two different things. Hard times is one thing, but you have to act quickly as far as filing the paperwork. Get that eviction started. At least let them know you're serious, right? Because you don't want them to get too far behind. They'll never get caught up. But let's say you work with them. So let's let's pick out a number. Uh, their, their rent is $800 a month. So they're behind. It's May 1st, not May 5th yet. It's May 1st. They're already a month behind, right? So they owe you $800 plus any late fees. So $850, whatever your late fees are. They owe you $850 plus they owe you May. Right? Work out a payment plan with them. Okay, so... Give me, give me some money for May. I said, okay, I can come up with $400 now, Alex. Then my car was in the shop. I, I got the transmission fixed. We're good. We'll be golden for June on forward. Okay, so you owe me $850 for April. Let's write that down, $850. Okay, then you gave me $400 for May, and I'm going to give you a $50 Cinco de Mayo discount. Yeah. <laughs> so they owe you $350. So now they owe you, with the discount, twelve hundred dollars. Eight nine, yeah, twelve hundred bucks, give or take. They owe you twelve hundred dollars. Work this out with them. Let's say they've been in there a long time, and you've been meaning to get a a rent increase, but you don't know how to do it, and you don't you're afraid to do it because you don't want them to move. Because if they move, you got to spend ten thousand dollars to fix up the apartment. Okay. okay, you're like, let me just let it ride, let it ride. Now here's your opportunity to increase the rent. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You owe me $1,200. We're going to sign a new lease. And your rent's going to go up from $800 to $900. And what I'm going to do is, you now you can, over the next 12 months, pay me that $1,200 back. Gotcha. You can spread out your debt. Gotcha. But is that, that rent's going to stay at $900. Mm-hmm. It's going to stay there. So you kind of got them behind the eight ball. Like, hey, look, I'm going to go to bat for you. And I'm going to do this, but this okay? is where it's going to stay too. Yeah, we're going to raise. We're going to we're going to raise your rent to uh, nine hundred, mm-hmm. and I'll let you get caught up in a year. You know, and shut up. You don't have to say anything. Like, is it going to change back to no? It's going to stay nine hundred. And in a way, that that seems. I mean, to me now, of course, I'm not in that situation, but that seems in me uh, somebody that's on the outside looking in, fair to both sides, because number one. You, ultimately, you'd want to eventually up the rent anyway. Whether it was their rent that, should be let's let's digress again. Their rent should be a thousand, but based on the the way the property is, the condition of it, eight hundred's probably light. Nine hundred's probably more reasonable. Okay. So this just allows you to get that additional rent without looking like the bad guy. You actually look like the good guy, here. right? Right. Yeah. It's just sleight of hand sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good question. Should I evict? Should I? Should I not evict? 
it's going to depend on how much money you have to set aside to rehab this apartment. Do you want to spend that 10000 now? Just get rid of them. Spend the ten grand. Understand, though, you spend $10,000 now, right? That's So we get them out July 1st. Mm -hmm. They're out. We win the eviction. We win the hearing. We get uh, possession. They're out July 1st. You've lost June's rent, right? Because they didn't pay you for June. Right. June. That's 800 it's going to take you two to three months to rehab the apartment. That's 800 times three months. That's $2,400. And if you have a property manager and they're going to charge you a full month's rent to, to rent the property, right. that could be another $800. Okay. In this case, it's going to be 1000 because you're going to be renting it for $1,000. So essentially, and you got utilities. Let's say utilities and... And such another three hundred bucks. There you go. Two, three, thirty-eight, forty-two, forty-five hundred dollars that cost you. On top of the ten thousand dollars. Wow. So that's what I mean. Like when you talk to a landlord, we, we at Mace Property Management, we manage like six hundred fifty units. When you talk to an owner, I try to educate my property managers to understand that they need to express how this actually works in our owner's pocketbook. So if you talk to your owner and you explain to him that this could, by evicting this tenant right now, this is going to cost you, and rehabbing the apartment, this is going to cost you $14,500. Wow. Okay? Period. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. It's good. You, sometimes you have to get rid of that tenant. That's that just right? the pill you have to swallow. Right. But you have to, they have to understand if you don't look, Mr. Landlord, you don't you want to play a hard ass and you don't want to play ball and try to work something out, this is going to cost you ten or fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. Wow. Okay, well that's a pill I'm willing to swallow because my rent's gonna go up from eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. So that extra two hundred dollars a month, number one, increases my cash flow. Number two, it increases the value of the building because my cash flow of the building just went up $2,400 a year for that one unit. Therefore, it increased the value of my building by five dollars or $10,000. Okay? So you don't get that money now, but you've that money on your balance sheet shows up. Right. Okay? Right. But you don't see that money now. So again, that's $14,500 and all you're getting is $200 a month towards that. Right. But on paper, you are worth more money, and you have a nicer apartment, and you probably have a better tenant because it's just updated and so on and so forth. So that's a, what I'm saying is it's just not about do I victim or do I not a victim. This is I, one area where I've depends. noticed. I was going to say, and, and I apologize for cutting you off, but I've noticed this is one area where you, you are very down in the gray area with it, you know, with, with the eviction. Other things, you're very... 100% this way, 100% yeah. that way. This is one where it seems like to me it goes, you know, by by tenant by tenant case, situation by situation. Like you said, I mean, you know, um, it, what time of year always comes into play, how much of a rehab there's going to be. I mean, this is, hey, sounds yeah. like one where instincts it, absolutely you're, come. When you're dealing with real estate and residential tenants and their children live there and they've been there a long time and they actually feel like it's their own home and there's emotion involved. It's not cut and dry. It's not. It's just not. Period. Okay? 
Here's another example. We had, I had a tenant, and she, she's a super nice lady. She was there, I'm going to make some notes. She was there 10 years renting from me. Uh, she, she got cancer, and it was really, really not good cancer. So I let her go like three months. It's $900 a month. It, I just couldn't come to the grips of saying, get the hell out. Right. You know, I said, look, I got to work with this lady. She'll figure something out. Her family will help her, whatever. Nothing was happening. So she was now through $2,700 or whatever in the hole to me. I said, look, at some point I have to evict her because guess what? Bank of America doesn't give a crap about if I can't make my mortgage payment or I have to pay my child support or if my tenant has cancer. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They don't care. Therefore, I can't care to right. a point. I had to care for three months, but after that I was like, look, I can't care anymore. So, only go so far, you have right? to somehow work it out. Anyway... We go to eviction. She shows up. She can barely walk. She's obviously cancer-ridden. It's it's a sad state of affairs. So we work out a payment plan with her. She sticks to her payment plan. In the middle of this payment plan, she passes. Oh, man. Very sad because she was a super nice lady. And her kids took over, and they still occupied the property because she had some older kids, children. And they are still there to this day, like a year years later, paying rent. That's incredible. Okay. So, you know, sometimes it's not just about I want you to evict them. I mean, you got to have a little bit of heart, but I'm telling you, a little bit of heart will get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, that little bit of heart just on a certain circumstances. And that's it's, all you need. It sounds like too. This is another one where we always say trust your instincts, but tenants can be um, like, you know, we we did a short on this where, you know, tenant exclusive, we heard the, we've heard them all. Mm -hmm. And I feel like certain tenants, like you said, hard times happen to everybody. Hard times are hard times. But it sounds like you have a better grip on the excuses, what ex what actually is a hard time, what's a self-inflicted, you know, type of situation and, and what, you know, because I think that it sounds like that's where it's it, it comes from, from, from your end of things. Barring the cancer story, don't ever wait for a tenant to come through. Yep. Always be proactive. Yep. So being proactive means I'm going to talk to you, tenant, in a professional manner. Look, you're behind on your rent. I have to start the eviction process. I know you'll get caught up. Meanwhile, you have no idea. I know you'll get caught up. And I'll work out some sort of payment plan with you. But I need I need you to get me in here like if the rent's $800, I need to see 400 bucks this week. And then 400 bucks in two weeks. And then you can... We'll get you back into yep. the rhythm, okay? But I have to start the eviction. So be proactive. Start that eviction paperwork. So you fill out the paperwork, you send in the proper amount, the court costs, and you at least get that started. Now that that court costs and their late fees go on their tenant ledger as money owed. Mm -hmm. So their rent was eight hundred, their late fee was fifty, and now they have an additional eight hundred and fifty dollars in court fees mm -hmm. that they owe you. Okay, and you explain that to them. Look, I hate to have to do this, and this is you know nothing against you, but when I have to evict you, this is going to cost you an additional hundred fifty dollars because I have to file these court costs. So let's not let this happen again because it's just costing you money. But when you do that, it tells them that you're serious. You know, if you just keep, it's like I equate tenants to being teenagers, and it's so sad, but that's just the way it is. You tell your teenager to clean their room. And you never go in and check. You never enforce it. Well, if you don't clean your room, I'm taking your phone. 
you never take the phone. They're never going to take you seriously. Exactly. If you don't file for eviction, they're not going to take you seriously. Right. Okay? So you, you take that step, you file for the eviction, and if they come through great, awesome for them. If they don't, you're one step ahead. You're, you're closer to being able to take that property back and get it rehabbed and get it re-rented. And it sounds like the more you can stay ahead of your tenant and the more that you can, the more control you have and the more you communicate. And, and this is something that I feel like we don't do enough of in, in 2017 that hopefully we start to do more of. But communication is something, it's almost like a lost art that is something that it's, it's a necessity in this business and in this industry. But this is where communication for you saves your back because you're constantly ahead of them. And then they can't pull the carpet from underneath you, so to speak. Communication is key. It's it's so easy just to text and to email. And that's okay, honestly, because we're so busy and, and everybody has so many different things going on. And we, we don't have just one tenant that's not paying. We have 30. Yep. And once you get on the phone with a tenant, they just want to beat your ear about everything that's wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I didn't call you to learn what's wrong in your life because I have plenty wrong in my life, right? <laughs> we all have problems. Mm-hmm. I'm just. This is a business. I need to collect rent because Bank of America again is not going to let me go one week. They're right. calling me if it's late one day. That's just a fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. So why am I any different than Bank of America? Is a multi-billion-dollar business. I don't even know if they're still in business. Is there still Bank of I think America? Bank of America is still <laughs> whatever. I think they're, but they're they're merging so they're, they're so billion-dollar industries, and they're calling me because I'm a day late mm-hmm. on the credit card payment. So come on, I mean, this, we all have this. Right. You, they can re- when you tell somebody that that story, they can relate. Because mm-hmm. believe me, if they're late on their rent, they're late on their credit card payment too, oh, and yeah. they're getting those calls or their car payment. So the point of the matter is, if you can learn to communicate, like you said, in a professional manner and keep your cool, and it's very tough sometimes with tenants, and become very good at it via text or email, also very good at it the email and text is good because you have a chain of communication mm-hmm. you know because then you can even screen cap them they keep a paper trail yes so that's uh, communication is key phone calls are important but then i think ultimately you want to follow up with i like emails better uh email chain then you can you have more of a uh you know it's recorded yeah you know? right right it's more legit so it's a paper trail to cover your back yeah now, is there when is there any scenarios where right off the bat, you know, you think that it's it's such a gray area where you know it's it's really on a ter- on a per tenant scenario, it's going to be a little bit different, and and you know, again, excuses are excuses, but you'll be able to filter through them and kind of figure it out. Is there any scenarios where you know right away, you know what? Let's just let's just get them out. Let's just evict now. Boom. Let's just do it. Oh, okay, perfect scenario here. This is like when all the, the stars align. You got the money. <laughs> you got the money to do the rehab. Yep. You are way under rented. So you know by getting them out, I'm going to be way ahead of the game. And it's the right time of year. Meaning it's like, let's say, March. You get them out in March. You get your rehab done in a few months. And you're still renting it out at the prime time of the season. Those are the times you absolutely cannot wait. So if that tenant cannot come through, then don't wait. Don't hesitate. Get them out. The times you should is what we just talked about, is when you're in a gray area financially, a different time of year, uh, that tenant has come through in the past, so 
Yeah, work with them because, right. it, like we talked about, it's going to cost you fourteen thousand five hundred dollars if you don't. And in a way, it's it is as hard as it is sometimes to swallow that bitter pill and extend. You know, no matter if you think the excuse is BS or if it's not BS, we have to think money at the end of the day, guys. You know, and, and if it's going to, you you don't want to be stubborn for the sake of being stubborn and strong arm somebody just to take a loss. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. Unfortunately, in today's world, we do have to swallow our pride from some time of, to time. Some of our owners, they just, they're like bipolar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, they'll want, sometimes they'll want to evict. Like, I don't care. I'm emotional about this. I want them out, <laughs> and that's it. I'm like, okay, understand something. I'll go back to this. It's going to cost you $14,500. Are you okay with that? Uh, yes. Okay. Then we're doing it, right? And then some owners are, look, I want to work with them. And you're like, okay, it's the middle, it's the end of, it's spring. So I don't think we should work with them because their track record shows that they never come through. They haven't come through in the past. They were, we're past three months rent now and you want to work with them? I really think we should get rid of them because you're better off having no tenant there. It's vacant. At least we can get it secured so nobody can break in and even if you can't rehab right now we can just get it get them out because they're not doing anything for you and i think is this a scenario where if you were unsure and especially because i mean you have years upon years i mean we're talking decades of experience you know if somebody's only in their first I'm, second i'm third, old man <laughs> you know they're their first you know even millenniums of experience <laughs> um is this something where you know if you're really kind of torn in between like you know i don't know if i should do it is it is this where you would go to one of your partners and say hey listen i need some advice and just run it past them you know because a lot of times experience you know yes we've heard all the excuses we know that they're just that they're excuses but is this sometimes where on occasion you would go to a partner and say you know what i need your advice on this just to pick somebody else's brain man that is so true and i've been doing this such a long time and i still i jump into these decisions with my emotions sometimes like i have to step back and literally my daughter who works with us she's been with us four years she's only 22 i Sometimes she talks me off the ledge. Really? Because I'm like, get rid of this blah, blah, son of a... Get rid of them. I can't stand them. They've been taking advantage of me. They're pissing me off. She's like, Dad, just relax. I'm going to work out a payment plan with them. And then she works something hot. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you manage my properties. Because I just want to take a shotgun literally and go, get out. Or I'm going to go like, like dirty hairy on you. As you say, like, yeah. so get yeah. off my lawn. <laughs> so it's, man, it's it's... It's a tough biz, man. It's a tough one when you're in there and you're in the trenches and it's your property and it's your money and you know that tenant's taking advantage of you. Sometimes it's hard to step back and make a rational decision, one that's actually best for you and your business of owning real estate versus one that's personal. Right. Right. That's where sometimes it's better to have a property manager handle it than yourself. Gotcha. And, and it gives you that, that second, I don't want to say that second point of view, but sometimes we do, like you said, our emotions get the best of us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's any business. That's not just, you know, investing. It's not just, you know, our emotions, we, we're, we're quick reactors and sometimes we do need to t- take a step back. And, and that advice from, from a third party sometimes is, is, is a big, can be a big help and can save you, like you said, sometimes up to fourteen, fifteen thousand $15,000 and just by one, if you're having one bad day, think about $15,000 going down the drain just because you were having one bad day and you just decided you're out. 
Cool, guys, 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 guys. Um, now, in commercial real estate, it's it's kind of different because, and we don't do much commercial real estate, but it's the way commercial set up. It's more in favor of the landlord. So when you get somebody out, it's like, hey, we're changing the locks, and you're you're locked out. Yeah, you right. can't do that in residential. So commercial becomes less emotional and more of just, hey, this is the deal, and you're done. So I mean, and is that something that you? you but you still prefer the residential over the commercial. It's not that I prefer it because I have some commercial and I love it, but I just never got involved with it on a high volume scale. Okay. But commercial would is just a different animal. Yep. There's different rates of returns. There's different uh, pros and cons with everything. It always the grass is always greener. Like you know, you want to do commercial, you it's <laughs> it's just it's they're all business related items. They're all business models, and you have to know what you're doing. I don't dive too much into commercial because I I don't have that massive experience in it gotcha gotcha now so let's see a couple points that i took away from this uh as we're nearing the half hour mark here um big things that i i, I took away number one know your rehab amount kind of have an idea if somebody is in is in a place uh and in your communication it seems like you know maybe even would would you be opposed to stopping by the the property and just kind of taking a look so that that way you can already kind of in the back of your mind know hey if i went through the with the eviction process I already have in the back of my mind, this is what the rehab is going to cost me, you know, or at least a rough estimate so that that way, you know, maybe the rehab would be a little bit higher than what your average rehab would be. And then would that throw a curveball at you? Or maybe there is barely any rehab at all. You know, would that throw a curveball at you? Different, you know, different scenarios like that would, you know, would you advise that from time to time? Yeah, here's what we'll do. We'll go through, we'll end it right now, like the next five or 10 minutes. And we'll bullet point, like everything. Just yes. kind of synopsis down to, you know, when you should evict and when you shouldn't. There you go. So get your pens and papers ready, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And this isn't like set in stone. It's just, it's a guideline, okay? But first of all, never procrastinate. Never Always be proactive. So you probably should start the eviction sooner than later. Don't let the tenant get too far behind. You have to work with tenants, but you also have to show them that you mean business, and this is a business. Again, Bank of America is not going to wait. Why should I wait? Right. So don't procrastinate and be proactive. You have to make non-emotional decisions, which is difficult. It's emotional business. But it does sometimes help to have a good property manager or an advisor who can help talk you off the ledge. So the non-emotional decisions. Look at what it's going to cost you your to get rid of that tenant at that particular time of year versus work out something with them and you know factor in that what we talked about, right? Ten thousand to rehab. It's gonna cost you three months rent because it's gonna be vacant for three months. You're gonna pay utilities. Potentially someone could break in because it's not occupied and you think about that entire picture before you make a decision to pull the trigger and finally do file for possession and get them out. Sometimes it's better to keep them for a short time, at least get you through the winter. Right. Okay. And if they're making some small payments or whatever, at least you're getting something. I say make it advantageous to you too, so that way you know mm -hmm. that you get you know the property value is going to go up. The building. How can I how can I turn lemons into lemonade? And that yeah. was the one that we talked about where. Hey, you know what? This is my opportunity because I know these folks are going to get caught up. They always do. But here's my opportunity to get their rent from 800 to 900 and without them really knowing it. Right. And, you know, 
they're thinking I'm doing them a favor, which I am because I'm spreading out the $1,200 they owe me over 12 months. But I'm going to raise their rent from eight to 900 That rent's going to stay 900 and that's you know what though I think that's fair business because that's I scratch your back you scratch mine you yeah. know and, and eventually they don't, they don't even look at it that way they look at it like oh man that's great that's, absolutely that, that's perfect yeah okay but you can still file for eviction you can still win the money part of it and you can dangle it over their head because look I have so many months here that I have this possession that I can put it into force and I can still get you out so but again that's a whole nother podcast and we'll get an attorney in here to talk about the proper ways that you can dangle carrots and the proper ways you can't dangle carrots over tenants heads and there's so much to learn about that side of it that'll be a good one okay so we talked about don't be be proactive don't procrastinate Mm -hmm. it's a non-emotional decision Mm -hmm. look at all the costs involved versus what it's going to take to get that tenant out versus what time of year it is um can I, can I get something from the tenant to get me through the winter? What financial situation are you in? Do you have the money to rehab that apartment? Then if you don't, let it ride throughout the winter. Take what you can get from that tenant and then get them out. Right. Okay? And I guess last but not least, it all boils down to having good, good team members, good people to advise you. Your accountant, your attorney, your property manager. You know, and when you hire an attorney, it should be a really good real estate attorney who's well versed in landlord tenant law and has done a lot of evictions and knows about appeals and how the whole process works. Because you could be an attorney, but if you're not an attorney in that realm, you could be a really good real estate attorney, but not a really good real estate landlord tenant eviction type attorney. A big, big difference. Because there's a lot. I mean, and listen, I, I, I will admit I am very uh, ignorant when it comes to the topic of, of tenant landlord. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, the, the the laws and everything, it is a cluster, you know what. And it's, of... it's highly in favor of the tenant. So <laughs> right. if you do one thing wrong, and even if you do it right, that doesn't mean you're going to win. That just means nothing. That's what that means. Because <laughs> tenants can appeal for no reason. They can... There's so many rights they have. They can call the health department on you to make us some bogus excuse of, oh, I found like uh, one center, square centimeter inch or square centimeter of mold in the basement. Therefore, I'm calling the health department. Everything's on hold now. I guess that's okay? not a reason to call the health department. Now, if you're swarmed with rats, maybe that's another thing. But yeah. yeah but <laughs> there's so many tricks and there's so many things that you don't know until you start doing it that you realize that it's just not all about signing a lease and if they don't pay the rent they're out no it's not that easy so you have to know all behind the scenes items and the only way to know that is actually get out there do it or have your property manager who comes well well recommended help you have a good real estate attorney and talk about it and just do the bullet points that we talked about those are the basics but if you stick to those you're going to stay relatively out of trouble and keep your rental losses to a minimum but and here's one more thing the most important thing is screen your tenants because a lot of these problems you won't have if you do your due diligence up front and that again that's a whole different other podcast on how to screen a tenant and it's different for like the areas and price ranges i mean because you know in a, in a really low desirable area high crime you're not going to get tenants with 800 credit score right 
you'll never have a, a, a occupant. Right. It'll be vacant. So you have to tailor your the way you look at things. But like I said, that's a whole different that's a whole different uh, session. That'll be another good one. Oh yeah, another informative. So so guys, so I'm done on the layman Drop side of things. Mic. Like yes, and 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 the deacon drops the oh, mic. So on a layman terms, guys, be proactive. Don't procrastinate. Make non-emotional decisions, guys. I know it's tough in this game, but take the emotions out of it if you can. Even if you got to take a step, couple steps back for a minute, take a deep breath, then go back to it. Uh, look at cost versus the other variables that would go into you know to we'll say exiling your tenant, uh, and make sure you have a good team around you in communication. Communication is 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 just as important, I believe, as screening the, the, Absolutely. the as well. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. Alex, thank you. No, uh, thank you, Adam. Uh, no, no, Alex, and thank you. And happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. In case I forget to tell you when it is Cinco de Mayo. In, I mean, in case over the next six months, seven months, we don't see, you know. Yes. Um, you know, happy April Fool's Day in the meantime, too. Yes. <laughs> Listen, guys, we hope we hope you had a little bit of fun with this uh, with this informative broadcast here. Uh, we hope you learned something, too. That, that was the most important. We wanted to make you laugh a little bit. But we hope that we uh, got a little bit of knowledge in those those brains of yours, and we're going to help you succeed and make some money. So, guys, thank you for tuning into this particular broadcast. Uh, make sure you're looking at everything that we do on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spreaker, Podomatic. Um, you know, you go out there, go to a podcast site, search Deacon Hoover, you will probably find us. Um, make sure you come back to dhrea.com forward slash learn. Make sure you're checking out all of our paid uh, long form versions of our informative podcast that we're doing here. And uh, listen, this man is a, a wealth of knowledge uh, and you guys are getting this at a very low cost if not for free. So um, utilize this, use the tips and tricks that you hear here. Uh, the deacon, the man knows his stuff. So uh, help him help you. Um, so guys, my name is Adam for Alex and for everyone else here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast and we will see you next time.